they go, you didn't judge me. Mm-hmm. You actually talked to me. You gave some really good suggestions. But you were able to hear me without mm-hmm. judgment. And that allowed me to grow. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to be me is you were a witness to what I was going through. And a witness isn't judging. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Conscious Craft Podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Hannah. And we are two health coaches on a mission to create a happier world, one thought, one breath, and one bite at a time. We are kicking stress to the curb, and we're not going to take life so seriously. No, and we'd love for you to join, because we're all about community, and we want you to be a part of ours. So head over to the show notes and follow us on social media. We'd love to connect. Today we have Coach Ken Foxman. Good morning. The man, the myth, the legend. My coach, my um, everything. <laughs> that's, a, that's a song. You are everything to <laughs> You are everything to me. You whipped me into shape. You slapped me around psychologically. I feel like I'm a whole new person after being with you for a couple of years. And now you're starting a fantastic business, kicking ass and surpassing everything I ever thought. I know. Can you believe it? Can you help me? <laughs> this is what we're here for. This is what That's we're really what we're this is about. Oh, this, is, this is an intervention. <laughs> yes. Who did you call to get me here? <laughs> Pulled a couple strings, and now you're here. How come my family members are standing behind <laughs> me? Shh, be quiet back there. There's this coming later. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. what have I done? All right, well, we are super freaking stoked to have you here because you are an awesome coach, and you have the same kind of mindset that Alyssa and I have as far as, you know, just... Awesomeness? awesomeness. Is that what you just said? So did you just say that I'm awesome and... We're the same, therefore you're awesome. Is yes. that just a way of saying that you're awesome? Pretty, pretty much. Okay. Extremely egotistical. I mean, at this point, I'm just complimenting myself. That's so cool that we're all awesome here. Yeah. I'm yeah. with that. I'm with that. Yeah. I vote for that. Absolutely. I cool. also would really love to get slapped around psychologically. That just sounds just slap very me around oh. psychologically. Here we go. How much time do you have? It'll be like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> I'm so ready. Ken and I, we first met because I taught you some tennis lessons. Yes. And then we found out that maybe we have a little bit more in common than tennis. Uh, And then we did some trading, some bartering. Mm -hmm. You trained me, got me in shape, slapped me around physically. Really, you're just quite abusive. That's supposed to be private. That's supposed oh. to be our own private moment. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's All right. That's Nobody okay. needs to know. All right. My bad. My Except bad. Right. Right. I met on the street listening. corner. Like, <laughs> like and the then I smacked you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we like to shoot the shit. We, sometimes we have a little brewski. Sometimes we talk about aliens. You just never know where we're going to go. So aliens, pyramids. Yes. You're in for a wild ride today. Have you guys ever talked about butts? Butts. Five mm. minutes ago. Mm. Okay. Five minutes ago. We talk a lot about butts, what comes out of them. Mm-hmm. I think what you put into your body comes out, right? That's very true. God, and that so, is so profound. Oh, you smell that? Oh, <laughs> shit. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, that, I think that's good. I mean, you know what older people talk about and what a lot of doctors talk about is your poop Mm -hmm. that it tells a lot about how you're doing it absolutely does it It could it could be your stress level it could be what you're eating it could be if you're drinking enough water Mm -hmm. so it's it's funny but it's also true it's very important to pay attention to i mean some people just pretend like that is not a part of your system Mm -hmm. it's like oh 
Uh, do, do I take craps? Oh my god. Should I be doing that regularly? Yes. Yes, yes right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Every time, yes. I was at, When I was at UCI, I was in a... Uh, we both went to UC yes. Irvine. UCI alumni. Zot, zot. Fellow anteater. No. That was our cheer. rip a meters <laughs> Yep. Does that mean... Oh, ri- Okay. <laughs> is that people? It was either that. Down so many different roads. <laughs> it was either that. Because I, I'm right there. I, I know the roads. Because we were talking about buttholes a second ago. And yeah. This does and not, now you're this ripping like, and eating them. And what? What? <laughs> rip them and eat them. Rip them meters. Come on. Yeah. Are you, Here we go, eaters. Rip them meters. You just Terrible. Have to, <laughs> we didn't do that. that. Was pretty awful. I'm a lot older. <laughs> All right, sorry. Were you talking about ripping them and eating them? No, you were. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we were talking about our uh, disturbing relationship. Yes. And that we have a lot of things in common, and we started talking about it's not just exercise, it was nutrition. And it's not just nutrition, it's meditation. And it's not a cliche that it's a mind, body, spirit. Like, it's not on a Hallmark card, although it might be, but it's... it's now it is. It's, it's real. <laughs> it is and real. People and people are figuring out that, not that traditional medicine doesn't always work, but sometimes getting somebody all linked up in those different domains of their life works better. Mm-hmm. And aliens, but... Um, Just a, a splash of aliens. We can throw some aliens, some pyramids in there. We can talk about Stargate. Um, <laughs> but... For most, most of my clients may already talk about Stargate. But, uh, <laughs> uh, what you and I were talking about is how can we impact the most amount of people? Mm-hmm. You can go coach tennis, make some tinctures, hand those out, and then I can go see people one-on-one. But if the message is really that good and it's that accurate, we have to find a way to get that out. And that's why you guys are leading the way here. We're working on to. it. We're working on it. Well, so why don't you let us know how you started on your way and how you got into psychology and life coaching. So I was pretty much doomed from the beginning. Okay. My, my <laughs> Sounds like a beautiful start. To oh, start. It's, <laughs> it's full of love and <laughs> intrigue. Um, my dad is a retired psychologist, so I was raised by a psychologist, so that explains a lot. My grandfather is a licensed clinical social worker back in the 50s and 60s. So when I came home from school, I wasn't asked, what would you do at school? I, I was asked, how do you feel about what you did at school? I'm not kidding. I believe you. And oh. so I go, but I'm seven, so I don't know. I made a turkey out of my hand. <laughs> you know, I had, there's Elmer's glue and Lincoln Logs and glue. What are we talking about? Or when I used to beat up my brother's. And I didn't get, like, normal... Yeah, I got grounded, and I got spanked, but there was an added dimension. It was, I want you to write an essay on the feelings that you are experiencing now of beating up your brother. Whoa. Um, in elementary school. That is so there, serious. So that was... He did want me to figure out, do I have any feelings? Like, why did I do it? You know what my conclusion was? I'm the older brother, so I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but it was a good shot. And it was a good shot. Thing. So I've been in mental health. Well, clearly I've been in mental health since birth. <laughs> but I've been working in mental health since I was 18 and a half, 19 years old. So I'm pretty ancient. So, what, 30 years? And then I've been a personal trainer on and off 20-something years. And then I just started putting two and two together. The first logical conclusion was you should become a sports psychologist. <laughs> 
mm-hmm. and work with like professional athletes getting their heads on straight so that they could win or break a record or something. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to just help regular people. So how can I use sports, you know, personal training? And so the gym became my office and I, uh, coaching is different than therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously preaching to the choir, um, coaching is much more directive. I'd say it's extremely therapeutic. It may even include some traditional therapy techniques, mm-hmm. but legally, I'm not doing therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's psychoeducational, it's instructional. Obviously, I want to hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I've sort of taken all of my sports background. I played tennis for a long time, played soccer, ran track, all that stuff, and just try to infuse it into my clients' lives. So what does that look like with a client? Where do you take them? I try to make it, let let me backtrack. There are some people that I Skype with. So there are some people that are out of state Mm -hmm. and it's, it's still coaching, but it's much more, it's all verbal and it's directive and so on. But if they're here, I try to make it active. So it could be, it could be the tennis court. It could be the park. It could be Pete's coffee. But I try to make it active, like what I tell therapists, so that therapists don't get freaked out if I'm working with their client and they say, so what's the difference between what you're doing and what I'm doing? I don't want you to confuse my client. Mm-hmm. I say, um, I will do the action part of what you guys are talking about. So therapists will make suggestions, you know, you, you should really go for a walk and mm-hmm. they won't walk. You should really get yourself organized. You should really help your mom with the dishes. You should really consider going back to school. You should really... 50 minutes once a week isn't... Sometimes that works for people. I've been in therapy, and I take what the therapist says, and I use it as homework, and I do it as much as possible. Some people need more, Mm -hmm. and they won't do it. I know people won't go to a junior college unless somebody helps them. So I'm that action part. Oh, so people pay you to... We're talking the whole time. We're going to get them in shape. We're going to make sure that they're eating good food. We're going to talk about hydration. All while, all the while, we're walking to Long Beach City College to get them enrolled in a class because they're terrified because they had a bad experience. They won't go. Mm-hmm. But they want to go. And so I just try to cover these different domains when we're together. So typically there's going to be discussion of exercise. Typically there's going to be discussion of nutrition. Typically, there's going to be a discussion of mindfulness, if not mindfulness, present-oriented activities. Mm -hmm. And by definition, almost, you know, when you're working out, it's very hard to be, like, overly distracted if you're bench pressing, like, 100 pounds over your face. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, it's pretty true. So, how come it it feels good? It's not just the endorphins and the enkephalins and other types of things that are being released. It's they're present. Mm -hmm. Or how about, like... You know, I know you guys talk about meditation, which is fantastic. If somebody isn't meditating, can they be present? Mm -hmm. And when they're present, they actually have some relief because Mm -hmm. the whole, if you're in the past depressed and the future is anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm doing things. I want them to get an association with that if you're doing stuff, not just like sitting on the floor for like 30 hours a day, hoping, wishing, praying that things get better. Um, the things will get better. You can change your chemistry, but it's through action. Absolutely. That's amazing. I love that immersive approach that you take because I feel like it's such an important role for people to understand that when they're moving and being more active, then 
they can get their head to the place where they need to be. And the fact that that's the style of coaching that you do, I think is phenomenal. I think you've really hit an awesome target and are providing a service for people that is not easily accessible out there. Most of the people, I just got a call from a family yesterday. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to the doctor. They don't want to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, they don't want to sit in a therapy office for 50 minutes where there's a diploma on the wall behind them. Somebody's sitting in a, in a suit with a really expensive desk, and they're feeling evaluated. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happening? Mm-hmm. They're being evaluated. Absolutely. Um, and, and so I want to make it as natural and as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do you guys do? You laugh, you talk shit, mm-hmm. you eat some food, mm-hmm. you do this, you do... So how come... How come I know that the different organizational group, groups will be upset with whatever but how come how come it works for you but it, it, it can't work for them like how come it's okay to joke and how come it's okay to have a good meal and split a good meal mm-hmm. but if you're to do that with a with a client that oh no that's off limits you know you're you're just supposed to explore with them with their and then you're just sort of a tabula rasa you just don't you don't impose yourself on, i think that's wrong so is that was that a motivating factor for you to shift from clinical psychology mm-hmm. to coaching? Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've run hospitals and intensive outpatient programs and different types of things and done a variety of therapy and therapeutic. Always sort of felt restricted. Mm-hmm. And for me, I this it's going to come across wrong but i think you'll understand what i'm saying if i'm uncomfortable being who i am even if it's playing a role and i have a degree to do so mm-hmm. it's not going to be as effective absolutely it's like sure. it's like wearing a tie i don't you see this neck that ain't happening <laughs> so so that's why you got it. It's scared. really the neck. It's all about the it's tie. It's a 20-inch neck. It's all about the tie. That actually, I changed my career because I didn't want to actually, tie actually, if you think about it, because of what the tie symbolizes, yeah. of what it is, it's like it's like a freaking noose to me. Yeah, yeah. And you actually, do you know that there's actually research now that uh, when people wear ties, there's a greater likelihood of less blood flow to the brain? I just, I just, just heard that. Okay, wow. so I'm, I'm going to go with it. I don't know what the yeah, sample go size with it. is. Go with it. Um, I'm just going to say that's conclusive yeah. Yeah. at yeah, yeah. this point. Absolutely. We may have had 10 people in the sample size, but I'm just going to generalize <laughs> to the 7 billion people on the planet. Yep. Um, but but for me, I if I feel, if I feel comfortable, then I'm going to do better in any relationship, personal mm-hmm. or professional. If you're in a relationship with you know, male, female, whoever you're with, and um, you're really uncomfortable, how's that going to, it's not going to work. Right. So I like to put myself in a power zone, and people go, oh, you're on a power trip. That's not what I said. Mm-hmm. I want to be where I can be the most helpful. So I'm, I need to be relaxed. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you want that bullshit, then you can go hire somebody else. But if you just want it, like, I want to feel relaxed. Don't you want to feel relaxed? Right. Right. That's probably the like the best likelihood of success. Mm-hmm. That if I have my guard down, that their guard would be down. Mm-hmm. If I'm dressing up in a costume, because that's, I know all the therapists, psychologists are going to get, like, real. No, but if you're, like, wearing, oh, it's a uniform, it's a, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like if you go back, like, years ago and you're a shaman or, you know, you're just a healer. 
in the village. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a robe, but other people are wearing robes. It's not like a big deal. Right. And now it's like, no, if you're this, then it's this. Right. I don't like it. I, I like being me. Mm-hmm. And that's what the clients and the families have said works. Mm-hmm. I ask them usually at the end, I go, what do you think what was the most helpful? And I want them to say something brilliant. Like, that is brilliant. I never have gotten it. <laughs> never. But you know what they say? What? Almost. They go, you didn't judge me. Mm-hmm. You actually talked to me. You gave some really good suggestions. But you were able to hear me without mm-hmm. judgment. And that allowed me to grow. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to be me is you were a witness to what I was going through. And a witness isn't judging. Mm-hmm. And most doctors are judging or evaluating or diagnosing or they're doing something. And I'm just with them. Mm-hmm. If somebody says they have schizophrenia, bipolar, ask whatever. That's a symptom cluster in a diagnostic and statistical manual. But they're who they are the human that I'm with. Right. Because my methods, your methods work for people that have cancer, work for people that have Asperger's, work for people that have schizophrenia, depression, or addiction. Did we say that it cures them? No. Mm -hmm. But it gives them a fighting chance to get through with whatever other treatments they're doing, Mm -hmm. if they get mindful, if they're eating right, if they're doing more Mm plant-based, if they're doing... That's the best shot. You can't really argue... It's almost like we're not really inventing anything here. You need to drink 100 ounces of purified water a day. Most of your food needs to be coming from the, you know, natural, from the planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you're vegan, vegetarian, whatever. Honor what you're doing. Honor what you're ingesting. Reduce your stress. Get grounded. Put your feet in the sand. Laugh, play, joke, talk about poop. Mm -hmm. Have people around you. That's not new. No. Right. That's not new. Right. So... I think we've really complicated, no, we are uncomplicating things. I think society's really complicated it for mm-hmm, people. For sure. They fragmented people, and so um, you go to this doctor for this, then this doctor for this, then you have a physical therapist, and then this therapist, and then you have an acupuncturist, and then you go here, then you go here, then you go here. All That's, treating symptoms. And then here's my thing, being a hospital administrator and director. Are all 10 of those people that are helping you talking to each other? Right. Right. Are all of them on no. the same computer that has, quote-unquote, your treatment plan, looking at the interaction effects of each one of their different suggestions? No. No. So what I do is I'll either do it if it's within my scope, or I will pull people in, but I'm going to know. I'm not going to not know. And so who, if it's a doctor or whoever's coming in, um, there's releases of information we have to have you know, transparency, or, or I'm not going to do it. But that's one of the things that I found in hospitals and, and even outpatient settings. People aren't talking to each other, and they're professional talkers. They're professional <laughs> communicators, and they're all working with Sally. And I, I knew one therapist, uh, and had a the client had a psychiatrist. They had both been working with this woman for two years. They had never even had a conversation. Wow. Oh, my God. And so I know this is mental health, but it doesn't have to be just mental health no. clients. It could be your life. Like, are all of your providers talking to each other? No. So how do you know? You know? Mm-hmm. I love everything that you're talking about. Creating space for your clients to be in this non-judgmental zone. Because I feel like, especially when it comes to mental health, in, in today's society, we 
haven't had the understanding to treat mental health in the same way that we treat, for example, a broken arm or, you know, some type of physical disease. So I think being able to create an environment where these clients can feel super comfortable that they're not feeling judged is something that is new to people. They're so used to going to the doctor, going to a therapist or psychiatrist and maybe not connecting right away because it is this very clinical setting. So um, I just love so much what you're doing. I think that's, that's amazing. And that's a huge part of what being a coach is all about. Absolutely. Connecting, you're providing the environment <clears throat> for them to trust. And if they're, they're not going to open up if they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult, I would think, to get into the root issues of somebody's problems if they're feeling like they're judged and they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. It's hard to connect. Right. And the, it's a some of the root issues, like I know, I know that we've talked in the past and I've talked to other people, how important is insight? How sure. important is it? And maybe you'll be shocked at what I'm going to say. Um, in a lot of ways, I think it's totally irrelevant. I don't think you need to know anything. I don't think you need to know anything about your issue. I don't think you need to know for your journey to begin. You don't need to know. And we can talk about goals and stuff too. I think you need to develop a system of taking care of yourself. And when you create a system of taking care of yourself, you know what's going to surface? You know what's going to be offended by you taking care of yourself? The unhealthy part. What happened will sooner, this is my experience, what happened will sooner or later become clear. Because you are no longer feeding the illness. Mm. You think it's you. So you're feeding you. You're actually feeding the illness. That isn't you. So what you yes, do Yes, Ken. <laughs> so what you do is you're sort of gonna you're sort of gonna piss it off. You're gonna starve, irritate your shitty that you think is your self esteem. Mm-hmm. And you are going to develop these habits. But what about the insight? Okay, so we'll get there. So if you were to be doing these things and your serotonin goes up and your dopamine levels are normal and you're being able to, you know, do this and that, um, what's going to happen is somebody, there's going to become like more people in your life. And that's usually going to be a trigger because usually things that have gone wrong involve other people. Mm -hmm. My hope is that through this program, through yours, through ours, through whatever, that you are strong enough that when the unhealthy part of you really starts fighting back, that you win. Mm-hmm. But what people do is, oh, well, let's just get that part out. That's like doing surgery on yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going to fuck up. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe this is counter. I think you need to be super healthy, strong, uh, engaged in all types of positive stuff. And it is going to get squeezed. That's been my experience. Other people can talk about it in a different way. I've had people crying in mm-hmm. the gym. I didn't do anything. I said do four more. Mm-hmm. And they're doing an exercise that's involving a female, doing an exercise that's involving the lower body, squeezing her extremities, and it triggered something mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And so I said, do you want to stop? And she said, no, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. 
this is when I was a trainer like years ago. I didn't yeah. even know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And then it struck me. She just got triggered. Mm-hmm. But she's strong enough at the... I'm sure she was triggered because that was like we had been working out for like nine months. Yeah. But she had gotten strong enough physically and emotionally and probably spiritually to be able to defeat it through the exercise that we were doing. And I, and I, it's struck me to this day. It's like, what the hell? And have the courage to go through it because. And the trust and that she's crying in the gym in front of people and it didn't matter. Yeah. She was gonna, she didn't do that before. So. She got herself to a state where she could handle it. And that's what I think, like you said, providing the environment, providing some skills, providing some motivation, not a lot, um, even a high five. Mm-hmm. How many high fives do people get a day? You can Very go, little. You can go weeks without a high five. You I can go high five. high five right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, physical contact. And so it's like talk about the gym or it's like this. How many times can you sit? Do you hear unbelievable that's exactly what you needed to do what i don't know maybe third grade yeah, <laughs> a long right. time ago right or somebody actually puts their hand appropriately not like our previous conversation yes. <laughs> but they put their hand on your shoulder and just go that was awesome mm-hmm. or do you feel your tricep contracting where's my tricep here and they help you we i help you connect your mind to your body do you see what's happening? Mm-hmm. The mind-body connection, we're using exercise, but the mind-body connection is also where we hold trauma. And it's also a way to get it out. So you can either try to talk it out or sort of a combination. Get it out. out. It doesn't really have... And everybody, I'm not saying it works every time. And I'm not saying it works 100%. But the worst that you're going to be coming out of what it sounds like you guys do and what I do, the, the worst... So you're gonna be really super healthy. <laughs> so you can be really super How healthy, dare us? really super healthy, and slightly less fucked up. Like, All right. Like, deal. like, like if that's a deal, sign me up. Now, if it cures you or if it gets you beyond that, that's great. But if you look at like AA groups, NA groups, therapy groups, all these groups, the recidivism rate, you know, the failure rate, it's really, really high. Mm-hmm. So. Because I don't think that there's anything to hold that type of psychological movement. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I, I learned this from a, a company that I used to work for. Uh, there's stability, activity, and productivity. And so a lot of the clients that I get are unstable. So you have to move them into stability. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of places, oh, no, I'm fine. No, there's still activity and productivity. If you stay in stability... It is too close to instability. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I you're, love that. You're just, you're just here, and then you'll just go here. Mm-hmm. If you get active, and then you get productive, and then you have a fucked up day, the likelihood of destabilization from high productivity is much less. Right. That's what we do. We can't prevent, you know, these the likelihood of, of reoccurring cancer, the likelihood of this happening, the likelihood... But if we can get you really, really involved in your world, it's your best shot. Then it's up to genetics. It's up to, right. unfortunately, sometimes socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. up to, you know, other things. But our job, what I tell people is I'm not the doctor that prescribes the meds. Mm-hmm. So 
that's fine. I just prescribe everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I just tell you, I just tell you how to live your life. Yeah, how to get your <laughs> shit together. But I don't prescribe the meds. I don't do the meds. It makes so much freaking sense. It's a basis for our program, Life on Zen, is we're helping people create just these micro habits. And we basically say if you get this system in place, you're giving yourself the best shot at dealing whatever shit life is throwing at you. No guarantees. It's just the best shot. It's the best shot. And if you don't have these things in place, then you're fighting all the internal stress as well as all the external shit going on. Because life is crazy. If, if you just do... <laughs> Let's create the opposite of a good program, shall we? <laughs> so you're eating McDonald's and Taco Bell <laughs> three times a day. I know I've been waiting. To All right, go. that was a great. That was a great and point. Polished. Was that just gas that came out? Was there substance to it? No, no. Let me get my goggles out. No. <laughs> Seeing particles. Not aura. Out. Not aura. <laughs> Not an aura. Not aura. Not, not an aura. Not, not an aura. Gas. <laughs> straight up gas. That's just straight up gas. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was such a majestical being. No, he's just farting a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gas. It's natural. Um, so here's here's a really great plan. You're eating shit three to four times a day. Mm-hmm. You're not staying hydrated, and the water and the water that you're drinking is totally jacked up with whatever's it different than New York water, by the way. Mm-hmm. New York water tastes so freaking good. They ship New York Wait, water. What? It tastes so much better than here. Yeah, they ship New York water over here to make pizzas in these fancy places because no it's the water. It's not the dough. It's I mean, it's not the the, the flour. So much it's cleaner. it's the the water that no. There's a place down in San Diego that ships the water all Get the way to, to make their pizza anyway. And I agree because I've I've had it there, but yeah. we won't talk about. Sorry, keep going. Wait, keep going. We, yeah. won't, we won't talk about gluten. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're eating shit five times a day. Oh, let's just make it even better. So you don't exercise, you don't do shit, you don't get sun, your circadian rhythm's off, you don't sleep, you don't socialize, you don't laugh, you're staring at a computer screen all day long, da 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 da, da. And you have cancer. Do you think that that person is going to be able to fight that cancer? Now, one... The cancer may be a result of all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it isn't. I know people that are pretty healthy yeah. and weird things happen. Mm-hmm. But if you're eating bad, drinking bad, sleeping bad, socializing bad, and I don't mean bad like condemning you as a right. person. It's right. just right. whatever. Not right. optimal. Not up. Opt- yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have a PhD? In cl- oh, that's right. That's me. Oh, no, that's you. That's you. <laughs> all right, I'm supposed to be saying not bad. Um, it's not conducive. It's not optimal. So that's what we do. We put people into a position to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, I, I use this word and people look at me and they go, oh, I, I want people to be strong. I didn't say like strong, right. like if you want to do that, that's up to you. I want people to be strong. A strong animal is good. A strong mm-hmm. plant is good. A strong fart may not be good. <laughs> but, not, but it, it could, could it in could, the right situation. Polish, you just don't polish. know. So... <laughs> So, back to what you were saying, these are habits. Insight, habits, habits, insight. Need to know everything that's going on with your unconscious process in order to make change. False, lie, don't think so. I'm not necessarily calling Freud like fraud, but (laughs) just because you're aware or know that you were molested, just because you know why you've been a heroin addict for 15 years, and have great doesn't 
my experience has been that that doesn't always shift people. The knowing. Mm -hmm. Knowing why you're eating a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken, large mashed potatoes, and gravy coleslaw, two biscuits, and throwing a free chocolate bundt cake. Oh, God. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> Where did Ken go? <laughs> Do they have a drive-thru? Why isn't KFC open at night in the morning? You know so, that order all too well. <laughs> I was like, no, that's on. what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> My friend told me. My friend. I have a friend that eats like that. And is also 257. So I think the person knows. I think the person has read the stuff on the internet that a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken is like 20,000 calories. So if they had insight. No, Ken, we're talking about insight into their own issue. I think they know that their dad touched them. I think they know that they're depressed. I think their therapist told them they're depressed. I think they believe they're depressed. Um, good and not enough. So I know we were talking the other day about goals mm -hmm. versus, you know, habits or insight versus. And I think um, people like goals. We use that a lot in our society to drive things I think if you have a goal to like run a marathon and you actually have the ability to do it I actually think it's fine mm -hmm. I think some of the things that we're talking about a goal is actually something that you haven't successfully achieved yet and it can feel really negative okay that's really interesting so I think that's a different approach that a lot of people see on goals so give us your take on goal setting so the goal setting that I do with clients, um, it has to be uh, extremely realistic. Mm -hmm. I want them to have as many success experiences as possible. So the whole, where do you want to be in five years? Mm -hmm. We can do that. It's sort of interesting. It probably won't happen. Mm -hmm. Ken, are you being negative? No. Five years is a long time. Yeah. But that's the typical, you know, kind of, but with clients, it's like, no, there is no, there is no, like, oh, well, I want to increase my health. What? Yeah. I don't, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So when you, when you keep breaking it down, it's like, no, getting him to drive by the gym is a goal. Yeah. Micro goals. Scaling it back. Yeah. And the, and, right. But with the people that I work with often, it's even getting out of the house. Mm -hmm. It's even taking a shower. It's even, so for me if they get into the greatest health of their life is sort of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I just, I try not to make things like too extreme. Um, I've seen this with kids because I work with a lot of teens in, in this area in the South Bay mm -hmm. who have like 4.5, 4.8 GPAs and um, achieve, 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 achieve. And they want to kill themselves. Yeah. So um, they're all about goals. It worked, right? It worked, mom and dad. You got it. You're going to Stanford, you're on a scholarship for uh, whatever, and um, so, right, but that was a goal. Right. So we think goals, so just to condense it, be cautious of the goal. If you want to throw a goal out there, make it as achievable and as realistic as possible. With the, with the folks that I work with, if we create a goal that is not going to be achieved, that is one more thing that they lost. Right. That is one more thing that in their mind, because they've internalized all this negativity, they're a loser, they're a failure. Obviously, they can't do this world. Obviously, you can't. I would rather them 
um, not look that far down the road, but just look a little bit down the road. And I, I went to the gym twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ate a bucket of chicken, <laughs> but I went. Parents and other people might say, well, yeah, but you know, you really need to stop doing that bucket of chicken. Mm-hmm. And you're ruminating on the chicken, I know. Just stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Everybody stop hungry? looking. Stop looking at me. I mean, I'm in it. I'm in it. It's gone. <laughs> Does this microwave work? Oh, that makes the crispy skin chewy. Oh, God. So, so call micro goals then. Mm-hmm. Micro goals. I'd rather, I'd rather you do the same thing every morning. Mm-hmm. So you touched on creating systems. Would you, if, with one of your clients, would you focus on creating a system to achieve these micro goals or... For, throw the goals out the window or forget about the goals would you set up systems for them or is even that too much I think the system is about like these little habits developing okay. and so I tell people this is the common complaint that I heard I hear I wasn't motivated my plate was too full I was a little stressed out I didn't feel like it I didn't do this I didn't do that I didn't do, I don't like but it but it's very emotional and I get it I'm an emotional person I, I have we have to find a way to actually circumvent that so it's I know it's easier than the Nike just do it but I don't want you to think if you if your decision-making was purely based off of a level of motivation and passion and purpose you went to shit mm-hmm. because you are not passionate about half the things that you do mm-hmm. you can say you are and you're lying <laughs> I love it is. that you're a liar. You are not passionate about standing in line at the DMV. You're not. <laughs> so don't say it. We I will call you a liar. <laughs> right. But uh, it needs to be done. Yeah. Or right. this needs to be done. Or getting a smog check. Because mm-hmm. you're... I mean, these things are not... Oh, well, if you could change your mind and mm-hmm. you could be sitting in a lotus blossom while you're getting charged. Shut up. <laughs> Gandhi, don't drive. So... Gandhi don't drive. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Gandhi don't drive. Hashtag Gandhi don't drive. So I want the habit, because I was thinking about it before I showed up here. Is a habit just that you do something repetitively for like 30 to 60 days? No, that's not what a habit is. A habit means that you're going to go do it sort of unconsciously and just without. Right. So it took you 10, 15 years to get sort of jacked up or whatever the, your issue is. I just want you to turn the hot water on the kettle. At seven, that's what I. That's like, and people go, "We're paying you for that." Yeah, because every morning at seven o'clock, you're boiling hot water. Why? Because every morning at seven fifteen, you're either gonna have whatever your beverage is, coffee or tea at seven fifteen. I'm just. It's not about are you up for it, because you're not. You weren't up for this shit, and you did it, mm-hmm. or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So I try to remove. I think that there's been a really weird message that's been given to young, especially young people, mm-hmm. is you need to have passion and purpose with everything that you do. No, you need to have passion and purpose with certain things that you do. Mm-hmm. Certain other th- things need to get done. Mm-hmm. And that's where people start getting lost and maybe sort of not use it as an excuse like, fuck you to me. Mm-hmm. It's more like fuck you to themselves. Yeah. Is, you do you really need to think and process and have passion and purpose about... I think you're just delaying so mm-hmm. I try to break it down to like a step. Boil hot water. 
Yeah. Oh, we're going to pay you? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Get the chamomile tea out or green tea or black tea, all organic. <laughs> or, or, you know, if you're into, you know, coffee and doing that, I want it the same way. I want it done every day. I want, how is that going to help me? I want you to open the blinds and I want you to, or your drapes, and I want you to open them like that. Mm-hmm. I want you to like powerfully open it up. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? No, we are not talking about what it means. All I'm doing, I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. I'm building and they're building a building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, and we're just starting. Being, oh, what, what is the skyscraper going to look like? No, that's too fucking intimidating. Yeah. Oh, I'm not passionate about it. Well, what if I don't like... You're not going to like the end result that you're totally hydrated. You have a little bit of this in your system. You open up the drapes, get the sun in. You're not doing that now. Mm-hmm. But people are basing it off of how they feel. Now, this so is coming from, This is coming from like a therapist and a big like emotional crybaby. Any Disney cartoon, I'm a wreck, okay? <laughs> no, I'm a wreck. Do not show me Tarzan in front of people. Moana? I cry at everything. I cry at it. But the whole like emotional thing, be emotional about like emotional things. I don't know why people, but people get it all confused. Now you're emotional about like waking up, you're emotional about making tea. So I try to like get them into the habit of it. Now, what they don't know is when they're getting up earlier, their circadian rhythm is better, they're getting hydrated, there's a little bit of caffeine, they're doing this, they're getting some. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've given it away now. Now they know. Mm-hmm. It's not a habit for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's a habit because I'm trying to build them. So do you think that do you think that it's all about the repetition or do you think somebody needs to be in a certain mind state to be able to be forming and creating these habits? I think there is an interaction between the two, but if I were to make an error, I would choose repetition. Mm-hmm. If you look at children, if you look at dogs, no, I did not call us dogs. I did not call us children. Mm-hmm. But if you just look at learning, like behavior modification, mm-hmm. if you believe in that, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's through repetition. Yeah. I mean, if it, we can talk about sports pretty easily. Right. If, if you hit 5,000 backhands accurately and it's time for a match, that backhand's going to be probably better than somebody who's not practicing any backhands. Right, right. Well, I always tell people you're creating and building new muscle memory. Absolutely. Repetition. So the same thing goes for the mind. Totally. You can even create new neural pathways all through repetition, repeating a certain thought over and over again, good or bad. Perfect point, good or bad. Mm -hmm. We're having to do this repetition because of another repetition so we have to unlearn, relearn, right. and that's hard. That's yes. hard. Because they may have learned some of their behavior, their thinking when they were young from people that they trusted, like parents or whoever, uh, or even older in their life, like relationships, and, um, and now that's in there. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you that when I... Um, some of the clients that I work with are some of the most insightful people. They could be healers like us. They could be, they have more certifications, have taken more classes, have done the five rhythms, um, have done in Costa Rica for like two weeks. No. Who hasn't done the Costa Rica retreat thing? <laughs> it's only $2,700. But, but no, everywhere. They've gone here and they've gone to Tibet. 
They've made yak butter. <laughs> These people made yak butter. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Himalayan salt? I got it from the Himalayas. <laughs> so, so, no, they have it all. They've seen it. They've sat in front of, of gurus and senseis and masters, and they're totally lost. So, I start basic. I start with, if you're, you, I think that you would do the same thing if somebody was a professional athlete. Yeah, I think so It'd be too. like, let's look at your food. Let's look at your sleeping. Let's look at your exercise. Let's look at your relationships. Let's look at your recreation, which is really recreating. Mm -hmm. So people, um, that's one of the things that I found for myself and what I try to do with the clients. Because habits isn't just about making tea or coffee or it's recreating. What kind of recreation do you have in your life? Well, every once in a while I like to binge watch, you know, American Horror Story. I've done two seasons so far. The first oh, my two. God. Unbelievable. Been there for hours. Really? What is that for Pretty your psyche? It is disturbing. <laughs> it is. But I'm already there, so it's fine. I sleep like a baby. A demented baby. <laughs> Quite <laughs> a exciting. baby whose head spins around. Quite exciting. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that. But I, I think the habits, they, they don't need the insight. If they have the insight, it helps. But clearly, they developed, one of you said it, clearly they developed all these bad habits without any insight. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they can develop bad habits without insight, then as every time they do something good for themselves, it, it is, like I said, it's going to trigger some memory. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time it happens like in relationships, like you start to do some self-care mm -hmm. and it brings up that asshole. Yeah. That is so or, interesting. Right, or, or it reminds you of the situation where you were persecuted for the last time that you voiced your strong self and that got squashed because you didn't want to sacrifice the relationship but you sacrificed yourself um i don't think i even answered the fucking question that you said but we went off for no i think no, you, you did definitely did i think you did it's a lot about repetition so my routine is their routine. I try to make myself coffee in the morning. I try to, why would it work for them and not for me? Why would it work for me and not for them? Mm -hmm. Try to exercise, try to eat organic, try to have, you know, if it's, if it is, try to have it unprocessed. Mm -hmm. If it's, and I know that there's going to be, there's different thoughts. If it's an unprocessed animal, because I think most animals that people are consuming are processed. Mm -hmm, that sure. animal has as many ingredients is it in it as Fritos. Mm -hmm. So, oh, well, I'm having an animal. That doesn't mean anything. Right. The cow jumped over the moon. Do you know that cows used to be able to jump? That cows are supposed to be six, seven, maybe 800 pounds. Did you know that? They actually jumped over fences. So yeah. crazy. But now we, you look at a cow and no, they just don't immobile. move. Yeah, they don't move. So the cows, there's a reason why beef wasn't really big because it wasn't well marbled. I mean, these were not super athletic, but it was more like sheep, goats. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were running and jumping and eating grass and they were bigger, but they weren't these things right. that have a giant hole in them that they're being pumped full of. So for me, it's not. The, this is just different. 
it's not about if it's an animal or not an animal. Mm -hmm. It's about is it processed or not processed. Right. Also, what is it doing to the environment? Right. And how much do you actually need, require? Mm -hmm. you know, also, how much a very simple thing. Mm -hmm. Just eat the foods that are grown from the earth as much as possible. Totally. It's completely simplifying it. Totally. So I try to, for myself, and this is sort of a, you know, sort of like therapy, towards the end of the session, like certain things start coming out that like, shit, why didn't you bring that up in the beginning? <laughs> now we, is I, I, I try to have, do like, um, I think people's systems are inflamed. For sure. And so I want to, for myself and for clients, I want like a systemic de-inflammation or whatever the word is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want their gut to be working properly so that they can get the serotonin, not necessarily from a pill, but from their lower GI tract. Yeah. I want mm -hmm. um, their insulin sensitivity to increase. Uh, insulin is a very powerful hormone, and if you're constantly flooding your body with uh, carbohydrates, it um, dampens your insulin sensitivity, and then you can have all different types of issues, including a metabolic syndrome, and so you're gaining weight, you're feeling sluggish, you're looking like shit, feel like shit, mm -hmm. uh, and so I do that, um, and I try to have the clients do that too, and I, they don't have to exercise the way that I do, mm -hmm. because some like to dance, some like to do yoga. Yeah. Do it. Mm -hmm. Don't say you like to dance and don't dance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't make sense. Um, I, I also, I try to simplify things. I think that, like, systems, that sounds big or, it, no. And right. this goes in, in with goals. Mm -hmm. Three things. Really? I have a lot more that I need to work on than three things. Yeah, and that's why it's not getting done. Yeah. Right. I'd rather you work on three things, mm -hmm. say that we did those three things, then you get another three things because mm -hmm. that list of 20 and that vision board and those goals for some people will wipe them out yeah or even saying if you do this and do this you can get a brand new xbox one and five hundred dollars i've talked to kids and parents about that mm -hmm. you know what the kids told me they're totally overwhelmed they are overwhelmed of the pressure that if they got good grades they'd get a new Xbox and $500. They actually got worse. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's really But that's like a goal. We said make a goal. Right. But a right. goal, I th a goal is also a potential failure. Mm -hmm. And you can bring it up, but be very careful. And so I do that for myself. What do I want to look like? How do I want to feel? How do I want to move through the world? And if I, I, if I say, oh, well, this needs to happen, and if I don't hit it, then I failed. But that's not why we're trying to help people. So be cautious of the goals. I'm cautious of my own goals. Mm -hmm. Create simple systems and have it integrated. Right. If you work on one area, and if you choose to work on one area, make sure the other coach or whoever you're, that you guys communicate, and there's permission. Because if they're seeing seven other people, that may not work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know we, we have to wrap up here, but... And this might be a hard question, but is there one thing that your go-to thing personally for yourself that when you're feeling a bit of stress come on, you like to do to get yourself out of that moment? I would say I probably have a, a much greater list of things to prevent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. myself from getting stressed. But if I am 
stressed, write this down, get active. Yeah. It's the opposite. You want to retreat. You're feeling overwhelmed. You want to isolate and close the blinds. Mm-hmm. Um, when I start stressing out for whatever reason, that's when I mobilize. That's sort of my training, Perfect. Yeah. like personal training and my mm-hmm. genetics. Mm-hmm. But um, I found that that works for people because, I mean, if you're really, really, really overwhelmed and you need to take a break, do it. But I have found that's the time to go for a walk. That's the time to get sun. That's the time to make your... Look up a healthy recipe and make it. Mm -hmm. Dwelling... People think, well, you have to think about your problems and not avoid it. I think that they ruminate. I don't think that they're actually solving anything. Mm -hmm. I think they're spinning around in a circle, and that's not helpful. If you can meditate, if you can center yourself that way... Mm -hmm. But a lot of people can't do that. So come up with a present-oriented activity, active, and mobilize yourself. Right. Beautiful. Move a muscle, change a thought. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I know that after this conversation, I am so ready to get slapped around psychologically. (laughs) So if anybody else is ready for that, where can they find you? Um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Call Coach Ken. I also have a website. CallCoachKen.com, mm-hmm. and I have contact information how to get a hold of me there. Okay. That's Ken, this has been awesome. I think so. I it mean, has been awesome. We hit everything. You filled the room with farts. We're leaving here happy, healthier, stinkier. It green. <laughs> and with less hair on our bodies. It's amazing. Somehow we have no hair on our bodies. It is acidic. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time and coming out and chatting with us. Thank you, guys.